Innalhamdalillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ufiruh Wa na'udhu billahi min syururi anfusina wa sayyiati a'malina Man yahdihillahu falamudillalah Wa man yudlil falahadiyalah Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abaduhu wa rasuluh Amma ba'd So we were in the chapter باب قول الله تعالى لما خلقت بيديه This was the ayah that was referring to the creation of Adam عليه السلام And this is from the names and attributes of Allah So the hands of Allah سبحانه وتعالى as are befitting of the majesty of Allah without any ability from us to imagine or to describe or to talk about the howness of that. We left off where we were talking about the virtue of Adam السلام, having been created by the two hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and as for everyone else in creation, everything else in creation then it is created by the word be, kun, kun fayakun. Allah says be and it is. وَهَذِهِ الْيَدْ لَا نُحِيطُ بِهَا لَا فِي الْحَقِيقَةِ وَلَا فِي الصِّفَةِ وَالْكَيْفِيَةِ the hand of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we do not know the howness the the essence of the hands of Allah the details or the descriptions we do not know and we do not engage in attempting to imagine or give description, or to work out the how. We do not do that whatsoever. Because we know, لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ There is nothing like unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَأَمَّا الْحَقِيقَةِ فَإِنَّ حَقِيقَتَهَا تَابِعَ لِلذَّاتِ فَكَمَا أَنَّ ذات الله عز وجل ليست جنس المواد المخلوقة كلها بل هي ذات لا يماثلها ذات So as for the reality of the hands of Allah then that is something that follows on from the essence of Allah and just like the essence of Allah is not something which is comparable or resemblant to creation in any way. Then similarly, the attributes like the hands of Allah are also not in any way comparable to anything in creation. There is no other thing of anything that resembles or has any type of similarity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah says, لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ That there is nothing like unto him, and he is the all-hearing and the all-seeing. That ayah, as we've said before, is the basis and the foundation in understanding the Tawheed of the names and attributes of Allah. Because in this ayah, Allah negates any resemblance to Him, but at the same time affirms that He has attributes. So we know Allah has attributes. And we know though, those attributes are not comparable to creation in any way. 
Then there is another topic here regarding this particular issue. Al-Bahth al-Thalith waradat sifatu al-yad bilafz al-yad walafz al-kaf wa kilahuma sahih. The attribute of the hands of Allah, it is mentioned in Arabic with the word Al-Yad and also the word Al-Kaf and both of those are correct. Wal-Yad wal-Kaf fi al-lughat al-Arabiyya ma'anahuma wahid fa'inna al-Yad idha utliqat في اللغة العربية فهي الكف وإن قيد تقيدت بما قيدت به So in the Arabic language the word اليد and the word الكف can have the same meaning because in the absolute sense in the what you could call a type of default sense of the word al-yad is in, in the creation al-yad is just the hand part up to the wrist in terms of the usage of the word the linguistic meaning of the word yad in Arabic when it's used in its open sense uh, used in a sense where it is its default meaning then it refers to the hand part as we know as hand. Of course, we know in the Arabic language, it can also be restricted to other things. And other things that it can be restricted to is all the way up to your shoulder. Any part of that could be referred to as yad in Arabic. But then you would specify what you are referring to. Unspecified, then it refers to the same as the word Al-Kaf. In the general sense by itself, that word refers to Al-Kaf, which is in the linguistic sense of it, the hand up to the wrist as we understand. The point of that with regards to Allah, of course no comparison here. The point of that regarding Allah is that the word Al-Yad and the word Al-Kaf, both of those are used, but they mean the same thing in that regard. That is the only point there. وَلِهَذَا لَمَّا أُطْلِقَ الْيَدِ فِي قَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى فِي التَّيَمُّمْ فَامْسَحُوا بِوُجُوهِكُمْ وَأَيْدِيكُمْ مِنْهِ That wipe your faces and your hands when making tayammum. Wipe your faces and your hands. Hands linguistically like we said it can up to refer up to the shoulder all of that is your hand linguistically it can work so in the ayah when it says wipe your faces and your hands when making tayammum up to where do you wipe your hands all of the arm up to the shoulders or where the understanding when it's left like that is just our hands up to our wrists لم يتعد التيمم موضع الكف تيمم doesn't go beyond the wrist so we see that the word اليد like that when it's left open like that does in the default kind of sense refer to up to the wrist as we understand it ولما أطلقت في قوله تعالى وَالسَّارِقُ وَالسَّارِقَةُ فَقَطَعُوا أَيْدِيَهُمَا That the thieves, male or female, cut their hands. Linguistically in Arabic, the yad can be all the way up to the shoulder. The ayah says, cut the hands of the thieves. Up to where do we cut? When it's left open like that then the default understanding is the hand up to the wrist again لم يتعد القاطع موضع الكف if you wanted to use the word اليد for something more than the wrist you wanted to use that word 
to mean more of what we call the arm, but in Arabic all of it can be referred to as the yad. If you wanted to mean more than the wrist beyond that, then you would specify that meaning. You would have to specify that meaning. And that is an example which exists in the Quran. Wash your faces and your hands. If it was left like that open, the understanding of it is only up to the wrist, even though linguistically you can go up to the shoulder. But the understanding is up to the wrist. But the ayah here specifies your hands up to and including the elbows. So now we know with that restriction added on, with that extra uh, point made along with the description, that it's not just the hand as we understand in what you may call the default, but it is beyond into more of its linguistic meaning up to the elbows and including them this time. So when you don't specify, you understand just the hand as the hand as we understand in English the language. But if you do specify, then you can mean more. That's why the point the Shaykh is making here, Al-Yad wal-Kaf ma'anahuma wahid. The word Al-Yad and the word Al-Kaf. Al-Kaf you may call English, in English the palm. So the palm is obviously only up to the wrist. The Shaykh is making the point that with regards to the attribute of Allah, the word Al-Yad has been used and the word Al-Kaf has been used. But that linguistically we now understand can mean exactly the same thing. Yes, al-yad can mean more, but that's only when you specify more. Otherwise, it's the same as al-kaf. So just to highlight that there is no issue there with the word al-yad being used or the word al-kaf being used. Both of them mean the same thing in that regard. Lakin, ma'adhalika, lawla wurud al-kaf. في الحديث الصحيح لقلنا نثبت لله يدا ولا نقول كفا Had it not been that this word al-kaf has been mentioned in an authentic hadith then we would not have used that word in relation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we're only able to use that word and we can use that word because it is a word used in the authentic sunnah. لِأَنَّ صِفَاتِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلِ لِأَنَّ صِفَاتِ اللَّهِ Reminds me of a digression. On one occasion, in the lesson of a Sheikh Abdul Muhsin al-Abbad, a word came up which was Jam'a Mu'annath Salim. Like the word Sifat. When a Jam'a Mu'annath Salim is Mansub, Alama to Nasbihi is the Kasra, because it cannot take a Fatha. So when the reader of a Sheikh Abdul Muhsin al-Abbad on one occasion came to one of these words, and read it with a kasra, لِأَنَّ صِفَاتِ اللَّهِ Somebody in the audience, Sifat Allahi. And he was wrong and the reader was right, of course. So, لِأَنَّ صِفَاتِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ يَجِبُ التَّحَرُّزِ مِنْهَا تَحَرُّزًا كَامِلًا لِأَنَّهَا فَوْقَ مَا يُدْرِكُهُ الْعَقَلِ So the attributes of Allah, we have to be extremely cautious regarding them. We have to show a lot of precision and be very precise and show precaution. Precaution regarding the names and attributes of Allah. Had it not been that the word kaf is used, then we wouldn't have used that word. We would have just stuck with what is used al-yad. 
So that is just a highlight that this word has been used in the Sunnah and both of them can mean exactly the same thing so there's no issue and no contradiction in that affair. Al-Bahthu al-Rabi' Al-Yadu al-Lati Athbataha Allahu li-Nafsihi Waradat fi al-Qur'an al-Kareem Ala thalathati awjah this attribute of the hand, which is mentioned in the Qur'an, Allah mentioned it in three methods, in three ways. Firstly, it is mentioned in the singular form. The word al-yad is mentioned in the singular form. Al-awwal al-ifrad. وَذَلِكَ فِي مِثْلِ قَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى قُلْ مَنْ بِيَدِهِ مَلَكُوتُ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ وَكَذَلِكَ قَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى تَبَارَكَ الَّذِي بِيَدِهِ الْمُلْكِ These two ayat are examples of where Allah mentions the hand, the hand of Allah in the singular form. One hand. Say in whose hand, in the singular, is the dominion of everything. In the other ayah, Tabarakalladhi biyadihi al-mulk. In his hand is the kingdom, the dominion. So there are some ayat that mention this attribute in the singular form. Then there are some ayat that mention this attribute in the dual form, like the ayah that we came across before. The ayah, لِمَا خَلَقْتُ That which I created with my two hands. How is that muthanna? What? So it begins as yadani, that's the muthanna, yadani. If you make that mansub, or in this case, majroor, bi, if you make it majroor, it's yadaini. Then if you make it mudaf, mudaf ilayhi to the mutakallim, the noon, you have to make the noon mahdhuf, it goes. And you put it onto the ya al-mutakallim with a shadda. Therefore, yadayya is the muthanna mudaf mudaf ilayhi ila ya al-mutakallim. So that is dual. Lima khalaqtu biyadayya. Also, bal yadahu mabsootatani yunfiqu kayfa yasha. Again here, yadahu dual. So, Point number two to note here is, there are some ayat that mention this attribute in the dual. Point number three to note here is, that there are some ayat that mention this attribute in the plural. أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْا أَنَّا خَلَقَنَا لَهُمْ مِمَّا عَمِلَتْ أَيْدِينَا أَنْعَامًا فَهُمْ لَهَا مَالِكُونَ Here, أَيْدِينَا That in Arabic is a plural. Hands. So now the obvious question here is, how do we understand this particular attribute of Allah? In some ayat it's mentioned as hand. In some ayat it's mentioned as two hands. And in some ayat, it's mentioned just in the plural hands. Lots of multiple hands. هذه الوجوه الثلاثة قد يظن ظن أنها متعارضة. Somebody may come across these ayat, and that's why it's so important to learn these points of aqidah carefully. The people of innovation, they'll come along, 
and they'll give you these ayat and they'll say, look, contradiction in the names and attributes, you people don't know what you're talking about. So, a person may see this and think that there is contradiction. Hand, two hands, hands, multiple. What is it then? It may appear as contradiction to somebody. But we know. لَكِنْ لَيْسَ فِي الْقُرْآنِ وَلِلَّهِ الْحَمْدِ مَا يَتَعَارَضُ تَعَارُضًا كُلِّيًّا We know that there is no such thing as contradiction in respect of one thing, therefore nullifying and overriding another in terms of opposing it. There is no such thing as contradiction like that in the Qur'an. There is no such thing as this absolute contradiction where one completely contradicts something else. That doesn't exist in the Qur'an. وَالْجَمْعُ بَيْنَ هَذِهِ الْوُجُوهِ الثَّلَاثَةِ سَبَقَ نَظِيرُهُ فِي الْجَمْعِ بَيْنَ وُرُودِ هَذِهِ الْوُجُوهِ الثَّلَاثَةِ فِي صِفَةِ How to combine between these three different understandings, single, dual, plural, a similar topic came up when it was in the attribute of the eyes of Allah. It was mentioned in those different forms also. So again, we can say that the contradiction does not exist. There is no such thing as contradiction here. There is an understanding. We say in unifying these texts and understanding them properly together, أَمَّا الْإِفْرَادِ فَإِنَّهُ لَا يُعَارِضُ التَّثْنِيَ وَلَا الْجَمْعِ لِأَنَّ الْمُفْرَدَ الْمُضَافِ يَعُمْ As we said before, a singular word when it is made into an association with another word, the rule in Arabic, مضاف مضاف إليه, an Arabic grammar rule, when you have a singular word and it is put into association with something, an attachment is made with another word, then the singular doesn't necessitate singular. We gave the example last time, وَإِن تَعُدُّوا If you count the blessing of Allah, you will never be able to enumerate it. One blessing, the word used is singular, blessing. But it is mudaf mudaf ilayhi, the association is made, the blessing of Allah. When you have that type of connection in Arabic, the mudaf mudaf ilayhi, the singular doesn't necessitate singular anymore, it becomes open. So it could mean two, it could mean plural. So that's done. The singular does not necessitate singular, it can combine into being either dual or plural. Because it is mudaf mudaf ilayhi, it has been made connected to another word and therefore it is not restricted to meaning one. It is open to greater than that. So that can easily be combined with meaning either two or three. So the one issue isn't an issue. وَعَلَيْهِ فَيَكُونُ قَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى قُلْ مَنْ بِيَدِهِ مَلَكُوتُ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ وَبَلْ يَدَاهُ مَبْسُوطَتَانِ لَا يَتَعَارَضَانِ So the statement we mentioned about the ayah saying Allah one hand, Allah's one hand, who say in whose hand is the dominion of everything, that doesn't contradict with the ayat mentioning double or plural. Because it can mean double or plural, it's mudaf mudaf ilayhi there. It is connected to something. Baqiya nazar fi al jami'i bayna al muthanna wa bayna al jami'i. So now that one issue is gone, we still have an issue of is it two or is it three then? Or three or more? Is it just a dual or is it three or more plural? That, how do we combine it? Remember one of the explanations? Some scholars say plural, the minimum number required to define something as being plural is two. The minimum number required to define something as plural can be two. So 
two people, you say that is a plural. It's a plural number, two. Because either you have a single number or a plural number. A single number is one. Plural is there for anything, two or more. So in that case, the ayah which mentions two could easily combine into the one that says three. Or rather, the one that says three or more, the one that is in the plural form, could combine into being two. Because that is plural. إِذَا قُلْنَا بِأَنَّ أَقَلَّ الْجَمْعِ اثْنَانِ فَلَا مُنَافَاتِ لِأَنَّنَا نَحْمِلُ الْجَمْعِ عَلَىٰ أَنَّهُ مُثَنَّا So if we say that a plural is anything which is two or more, then we could say that the ayat that are mentioning this attribute in the plural sense are referring to the two in this case. In that way, everything would combine into the number two. One is attached to something, therefore it doesn't necessitate one, it can be more. It can be two, therefore. Plural, multiple, is anything which is two or more. So it is two in that case. In that way, both of the sides combine into being two. وَإِن قُلْنَا إِنَّ أَقَلَّ الْجَمْعِ ثلاثة. But then there is an issue. Some scholars say a plural is only three or more. So based upon that, you wouldn't be able to use our justification to put the plural into the dual. Because some scholars say, no, a plural must be three or more. And that's why the example always comes to mind regarding the ayah about Jumu'ah. The ayah which says, The ayah that mentions about Jum'ah and hastening to Jum'ah, إِذَا نُودِيَ And then what? فَسْعَوْ فَسْعَوْ This is the fi'l amr for the plural. The Hanafiya and some of the scholars, they say a plural is three or more. That ayah is talking about Jum'ah. Therefore, the fiqh ruling is for a Jum'ah to be established, you need three or more people upon the opinion of some of the scholars based upon this issue of the plural being three minimum. Of course, others, they say a plural can be two minimum and therefore all you need is a khatib and one person sat in front of him. And you can establish the khutbah if that was required in a situation. So here, if we say that the plural is minimum three, which is actually what is popular, when people say plural, you mean three or more. Two people, you don't really say it's a plural. Popularly, what's popular is three or more. فَإِنَّ الْجَمْعِ بَيْنَ التَّثْنِيَةِ وَالْجَمْعِ هُوَ أَنَّ الْمَجْمُوعِ لَا يُرَادُ بِهِ مَعْنَ الْجَمْعِ وَإِنَّمَا جُمِعَ لِلتَّعْظِيمِ وَالْمُنَاسَبَةِ بَيْنَ الْمُضَافِ وَالْمُضَافِ إِلَيْهِ that the plural, if we say it is three or more, it wouldn't match with the ayah saying two. So maybe there's another explanation, and there is. In the Arabic language, a plural can be used to indicate greatness. And that is similar to what we've explained before, known in English as a similar linguistic concept, the royal we. The royal we, as they say. You say, we did X, Y, and Z when it was only just you. But you're saying we to magnify your statement. It is a magnification of the statement. And that kind of concept exists in Arabic. Use the plural to magnify the statement or to magnify that concept. So in that ayah where the plural is used, it is to match the plurals being used in that context which are all there for the magnification of that that context because look it says here mimma amilat aydina our hands the our is referring to just allah so it could have said there in the ayah my hands but the our 
is again the linguistic equivalent, as we say, the royal we. Our hands, but Allah is only referring to Himself only. So the na, the hour is mentioned as a magnification, and therefore the hands in that context are put down as a plural as well to match all of the plural context in that case. Our hands. It is just matching a context of what we call the royal we. We or our, when it's only one person you're talking about. And in that way, the hands are also mentioned as a plural to match the plural our. Our is a plural. Our such and such. You're talking about plural there. So to match linguistically that plural, the word hands is mentioned as a plural too. So in that case, it doesn't actually mean plural. It is only there as a plural for magnification, for greatness. And if that's the case, then we can say that it refers back to the dual in reality, but it's there as a plural to match the our word being used as a plural. And it's therefore only for magnification and greatness. That is one explanation there too. Which means all of this would indicate to us the dual. So then what do we say? What is our aqidah regarding the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah has one hand or two hands or multiple hands. Two hands. مَا الَّذِينَ عَتَقِدُوا بِنِسْبَ لِيَدِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَ أَوَاحِدَ أَمْ اثْنَتَانَ أَمْ ثَلَاثَ الجواب نؤمن بأن أو بأن الله تعالى له يدان اثنتان We believe that Allah has two hands وعلى ذلك أجمع السلف على أن لله يدين إثنتين and the salaf are united upon this that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has two hands that are befitting of his majesty without any description and how and details and imagination without any resemblance to anything in creation. But Allah affirms this attribute for himself. So we say and we affirm that Allah has two hands as is befitting of his majesty. Allah has two hands as they are befitting of his majesty. Nothing we can imagine or describe whatsoever. Nothing comparable to creation whatsoever. What if somebody comes along and says, فَإِنْ قَالَ قَائِلٌ لِمَاذَا لَا نَأْخُذُ بِالْجَمْعِ لِأَنَّهُ أَزْيَدُ فَإِنَّ مَنْ أَخَذَ بِالْجَمْعِ فَقَدْ أَخَذَ بِالْمُثَنَّةِ What if somebody says, why don't we just affirm it in the plural, multiple, three or more? Because if you affirm three or more, then you're definitely affirming a minimum of two. So it wouldn't really be an issue. Why not just affirm three? Because that by default absolutely includes even the one and the two. Definitely. If you affirm three or more. So why not just affirm the biggest number and that will by default absolutely include all of the smaller numbers within it. And there will be no issue for you then with the ayat. Everything will definitely be uh, applicable because you're taking the maximum number and all of the other ayat with lower numbers by default are therefore definitely being included in the bigger number because one is an entity of something which is plural. Two is an entity of something which is plural. So why not do that? Why not just say, okay, Allah's hands are multiple and then we've definitely affirmed one and we've definitely affirmed two. We've affirmed the multiple. Why not do that? So, the Shaykh says, 
إِنَّ هَذَا لَا يَسْتَقِيمٌ That would not be possible to do that. It wouldn't be upright. That statement wouldn't be upright. لِأَنَّ قَوْلَهُ تَعَالَى بَلْ يَدَاهُ مَبْسُوطَتَانِ جَاءَتْ رَدًّا عَلَى قَوْلِ الْيَهُودِ يَدُ اللَّهِ مَغْلُولًا فَجَاءَتْ لِبَيَانِ الصِّفَةِ الْكَامِلَ بِنِسْبَ لِهَذِهِ الصِّفَةِ فَلَوْ كَانَ هُنَاكَ يَدٌ زَائِدًا عَلَى اثْنَتَيْنِ لَذُكِرَتْ لِأَنَّهُ كُلَّمَا كَثُرَتِ الْأَيْدِي كَثُرَ الْعَطَاءِ فَلَوْ كَانَ هُنَاكَ يَدٌ زَائِدًا عَلَى اثْنَتَيْنِ لَذَكَرَاهَا اللَّهُ تَعَالَى لِمَا فِيهَا مِنْ إِفْحَامِ هَؤُلَاءِ الْيَهُودِ وَالرَّدْ عَلَيْهِمْ فَتَعَيَّنَ أَنْ تَكُونَ الْيَدَ اثْنَتَيْنِ لَأَكْثَرِ In this ayah, when the Jews they claimed that the hand of Allah is shackled, that he does not give and does not bestow upon his creation. Allah rebuked them and refuted that by saying in response, Rather the two hands of Allah are outstretched, giving and bestowing upon the creation. The Jews in that ayah had mentioned the singular word, Yadullahi maghlula, the hand of Allah is shackled. In response, Allah mentions the dual form of the word. This response is a refutation of their claim. Would it not have been an even greater refutation of their singular usage to put down here a multiple usage? It would have been. But Allah put down the dual, indicating that it must be the dual. Because if the refutation of them, or rather, the refutation of them would have been greater in that scenario there, to mention multiple hands of Allah are all giving to the creation. That would have been a greater refutation of them claiming Allah's hand is shackled, than saying the two hands of Allah are outstretched giving to the creation. True? So why did Allah only mention two and not multiple then? When multiple would have been a greater refutation of them. Because it must mean that there are only two hands of Allah. That is what Allah is affirming for Himself. Allah is affirming two hands for Himself. Was it more than in this scenario? It would have been a greater refutation to mention more in that scenario. But Allah mentions two specifically indicating that they are indeed the two hands of Allah. And there are many ahadith in fact that mention this very clearly, that it is the two hands of Allah. وَجَاءَتْ الْأَحَدِيثِ أَيْضًا ظَاهِرَ فِي هَذَا الْمَعْنَى أَنَّ الْيَدَ إِثْنَتَانِ فَقَطْ وَهَذَا هُوَ الَّذِينَ أَعْتَقِدُهُ بِنِسْبَ لِلَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلِ There are many narrations that mention the hands of Allah are only two, and that is what we believe regarding the hands of Allah. Next point to mention here, and the point we'll conclude on for today. Za'ama al-bahthu al-sadis. Za'ama ahlu al-ta'atil anna ithbaat al-yadi al-haqiqiyya lillahi azza wa jal munkara wa muhalun ala Allah wa wasfun lillahi bima la yaliqu bih وأنه لا يجوز للمسلم أن يعتقد هذه العقيدة حتى إن بعضهم قال من أطلق ذلك فهو كافر لأنه يستلزم أن يكون الله جسما ومن أثبت أن الله جسم فهو كافر على زعمهم Some of the people of deviation, those who reject the names and attributes of Allah, they say that if you affirm Allah has these attributes as hands, such as hands, then that is something evil. And it is something impossible. 
you are describing Allah with something that is not befitting of Allah. They say the people of innovation, you cannot describe Allah or attribute to Allah hands. That is something not befitting of Allah. And so you cannot say that. That is an evil statement. Some of them say it is even kufr. The person is kafir if you affirm this attribute of hands to Allah. So then we say to them, in that case, what does this ayah mean then? All of these ayat that are mentioning the hands of Allah. Nobody's going to deny that. It's the Quran. It's the ayat. So what do they mean then? Upon your aqidah, the deviants, they say, no, it doesn't mean Allah has hands. You cannot attribute hands to Allah. There is no such thing. That is haram. Kafir, the one who does that. Okay, well in that case, these ayat that say the hands of Allah, what do they mean then? What do they mean according to you then? فَمَا مَعْنَى الْيَدْ قَالُوا مَعْنَاهَا يَعُودُ إِلَى الْقُدْرَةِ إِنَّمَا أَعَادُوهُ إِلَى الْقُدْرَةِ Many of them they will say that the hands of Allah, all it means is the ability of Allah. The ability, the, you could say the power, the ability, the power of Allah. لأنهم يثبتون القدرة من جملة الصفات السبع. There are seven attributes some of the people of innovation affirm. Some of the people of innovation, they affirm seven attributes. One of them is ability, power. That Allah has, of course, ability and power. So they say the hands of Allah, that's what it's referring to. The attribute of ability or power. فَيُحِيلُونَ كُلَّ صِفَةٍ فِعْلِيَّ إِلَى مَعْنَى الْقُدْرَةِ فَيَقُولُونَ مَعْنَى الْيَدِ الْقُدْرَةِ وَبَعَضُهُمْ قَالْ مَعْنَى الْيَدِ النِّعْمَةِ Some of them say the hand means the blessing of Allah. لِأَنَّهَا تَأْتِي فِي اللُّغَةِ الْعَرَبِيَةِ بِمَعْنَى النِّعْمَةِ Because linguistically the hand in Arabic can mean uh, blessing. The word hand in a usage of it in the Arabic language, can mean blessing. فَالشَّاهِدْ قَوْلُهُ مِنْ يَدْ أَيْ مِنْ نِعْمَةِ So some of these individuals... They will say that the hand of Allah means power, means ability, means blessing. But it doesn't mean you can affirm that Allah has hands, even though we say a million times to them. Allah has hands without any type of imagination we can give to that. Without any type of description we can give to that. Without any howness of that. Rather, Allah has hands, because Allah has affirmed them in the Quran, as are befitting of His majesty. As are befitting of His majesty. But they can't understand that, those few words, as is befitting of the majesty of Allah, not as is in your imagination. The people of innovation cannot get it out of their imagination. Hands, hands. You see these deviants and these ignoramuses sitting on YouTube as the sheikh. And then they say, hand, these Salafis, they say, hand, hand, look, flesh, blood, hand, Allah's hand. And they have not understood a single principle of the Salaf regarding Aqeedah. Nobody from the Salaf has ever said blood, flesh, hand. Nobody. We say, as is befitting of the majesty of Allah. How is that? Somebody should say to me, that's a bid'ah. Because it is. We don't ask how. Allah hasn't told us how His hands are and His attributes are. We don't know that. وَمَا أُوتِيتُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا You've not been given from knowledge except a small amount. So we don't go into that. 
But Allah has told us in the Quran, He has hands. So, just like we explained in detail last time, we are going to say, therefore, in affirmation of the speech of Allah in the Quran, that Allah has hands as are befitting of His Majesty, we don't know the how. We're not going to start saying, no, but the hands mean power, the hands mean ability, the hands mean this, because then we get back to the three-point thing. Have you seen Allah to know that this is what it means? Has anybody else seen Allah and told you there's no actual meaning of hands, it's just power and ability? None of those. So what's the third option left? What's in the Quran and the Sunnah is all you can go by. Is there anywhere in the Quran and the Sunnah that says the hands of Allah equals power? The hands of Allah equals blessing. Any hadith giving you that tafsir? Any ayah giving you that tafsir? Therefore, this tafsir is from their own intellects and that is from the breakdown, the destruction of the people of innovation, taqdeemul aqal ala naql giving precedence to their minds and intellects over the texts. So they'll say it means ability, it means power, it means blessing. فَيُقَالْ we say to them, just like we mentioned before, الْأَصْلُ فِي الْيَدِ أَنَّهَا الْيَدِ الْحَقِيقِيَّةِ فَإِذَا وُجِدَتْ قَرِينَ تَمْنَعْ أَنْ يَكُونَ الْمُرَادُ بِهَا الْيَدَ الْحَقِيقِيَّةِ فَحِينَ إِذِنْ يَجِبُ نَأْخُذَ بِمَا دَلَّةِ الْقَرِينَ عَلَيْهِ The default meaning of the word hand is, in linguistically now we're talking about us. With us now the default usage of the word hand means Hand, for us this is hand, default usage of the word hand. But it can have other meanings, it can have other meanings in the language in English as well, if we're going to give examples in English. For example, you say, uh, it's better to have the upper hand than to be the lower hand. A phrase used in English. What does that mean? To be the upper hand. Meaning that you don't want to be in need of people. You don't want to be begging people in need of people. It's better for you to be the upper hand, to have that honor and dignity, and not to be the lower hand begging people. It's a phrase that's used. Hadith too, of course. But in English as a phrase, just to highlight that you can use this word in something other than the hand as a biological thing as we understand it. Like we gave the example of lion. That was an easier example. Everybody understands. Muhammad is a lion. You use it like that. But when I say I went to the jungle and I saw a lion, the default meaning everybody understands is the big cat. Nobody understands Muhammad. So yad, same. In Arabic, the default of yad is, an, is a hand. The default isn't about begging or being a, a superior or any other meaning. The default is hand, hand. So now... If the people of innovation want to say no, but it's one of those other meanings, power, ability, blessing, which could be used linguistically, they are all primary or secondary meanings of the word hand. Secondary meanings. In order for you to claim something in the Quran and the Sunnah is referring to a secondary meaning, then it's upon you to bring the proof. If I claim that the word hand means its primary meaning, it is not upon me to have to bring any proof because the default is the primary meaning. So what they'll do is they'll say, you prove to me that the hand means the hand as the normal meaning of the word hand. You prove that to me. We say to them, no, absolutely not. I don't have to prove anything. In the Quran and the Sunnah, it says the hands of Allah. The default primary meaning of that is hands. If you want to say it means power or ability, it's upon you to tell me why we need to deviate away from the default primary meaning to the secondary meaning. That's clear. So nobody from the people of innovation can come to you and say, okay, you're saying the eyes of Allah in terms of eyes as the word we understand it, hands of Allah in terms of hands, as is befitting of the majesty of Allah, not comparable to creation. But you're saying it's the default. Prove to me it means the default. We say no, nothing for me to prove. As far as we are concerned, as far as everybody knows, as far as it is proven, the default primary meaning is what is intended. 
and the default primary meaning is what the Salaf understood. How do we know that? If they say, how do you know? You say you're upon the way of the Salaf, and you claim the Salaf understood the primary default meanings from these names and attributes. The Salaf understood it to mean power and ability. What if they claim that? How can we prove to them that the Salaf, they understood the meanings as the primary default meanings of the words, and not secondary meanings, power, ability, blessing? Mm-hmm. It's very similar to what we said before. The default understanding of the word is hand or lion, lion. The Salaf understood those default meanings. We know that for certain. Because if they didn't, and they understood hand to mean power or blessing, then that would have been explained by them. The fact that they remained silent upon these issues, the fact that the Salaf remained silent upon these issues, indicates and is a proof that they were upon the default. Had they understood a secondary meaning away from the default, you would have had narrations upon narrations going to the Prophet ﷺ, Ya Rasulullah, does the hand mean power? We've understood power, we thought power. Is that what it means? Oh, Messenger of Allah, does this attribute mean X, Y, and Z? We perhaps thought maybe it could mean that, because that's one of the meanings of the word. Anything like that? The Salaf was silent upon these things. That proves something. It proves they never went, their minds never went to secondary meanings, to, to, to secondary tertiary meanings of the words. They remained upon the default and had therefore, therefore had nothing to ask the Prophet ﷺ regarding these affairs, they were upon the default, the default was understood. There was nothing to ask about, there was no issue on it. If they wanted to now say, okay, hand, we know the default of hand, but maybe it means power in these verses, maybe it means blessings in these verses, now they know that is going away from the default primary meaning. Then there would have been narrations upon narrations, O Messenger of Allah, in this case, are we okay to understand that actually it means Power or blessing, not the default primary meaning of hand as hand. Anything like that exists anywhere? Nowhere. So any deviant who comes along now and says, you people are wrong in your understanding of these names and attributes, we say absolutely not. We are upon the primary default meanings as were the Salaf. If he says no, the Salaf understood it, power, blessing, etc. You say to him, in that case, the door is open for you. Sit down, take a seat and think about where you can find evidences where you're going to find narrations, find them from the Salaf, where they went away from the primary meanings and talked about power and blessings and whatever else. The fact that you cannot find any of that proves that they remained without any issues upon the primary default. So, we'll conclude upon that. There is an explanation the Sheikh gives further, but we'll pick up from that next time. Uh, we'll pick up from that next time, inshallah ta'ala. But these are very important points to understand. Very important. Because when you think about the narration, إِنَّ هَذِي الْأُمَّةَ سَتَفْتَرِقُ إِلَىٰ ثَلَاثٍ وَسَبْعِينَ فِرْقَةً كُلُّهَا فِي النَّارِ إِلَّا وَاحِدًا That my ummah was split up into 73 sects, all of them deserving of the fire, except one. All the other sects deserving of the fire because of what they're upon. All of those other sects then that have been given this threat, the core of the, 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 diver, the uh, deviances were upon the issue of names and attributes. That is one of the core aspects where these groups deviate away from. When we talk about issues, that's why it's a big mistake. Somebody comes along, a Hanafi comes along, who says, I'm Hanafi, Hanafi, Hanafi. And he comes and he wants to debate with you about Raf'ul Yadain. Why do you raise your hands in the prayer? It's a mistake for you to start engaging in a discussion over that topic. It's a mistake because even if you don't do raf'ul yadain in the prayer, your prayer is valid. Your prayer is valid. That's from the sunnah of the prayer. It's not the arkan, it's not the wajibat, it's a sunnah of the prayer. A big mistake that people start sitting there debating raf'ul yadain, whether that should be a, a, an issue or not. And you're sat with this Hanafi who believes in the aqeedah of the jahmiyyah, of the ashairah of all sorts, 
and you're discussing with him a sunnah act of the prayer. Mistake. The core of the deviances of these people is in aqidah. The deviance of Jama'atul Tabligh is in aqidah. The deviance of the Diyubandiyya, of the Brailwiyya, all of these types of groups, it is in aqidah. They have differed and deviated away from the true understanding of Ahlul Sunnah. Look how simple it is when you go through it. And you understand the principles and the names and the words. Allah has affirmed these things for himself. We affirm them for Allah. Do we start imagining them? Not at all. The people of innovation can't get past that barrier. You affirm the names and attributes of Allah. Therefore, you must be making Allah into a comparison to creation. Hands, these are hands, flesh, blood, fingers. You try and tell him a million times, no, that is not the hand. We're not imagining that hand or describing that hand because Allah says, Laysa But they cannot understand that. It's a mental block. A mental block that they cannot get beyond. Because the smart ones from amongst them, they will know if you get past that mental block and you accept, okay, you can affirm the names and attributes, but that isn't resemblance or comparison, then he's going down the path. He's opened the door straight to the aqidah of Ahlul Sunnah and he's going to have to submit in the end. So now they stop at that and they won't go beyond it. No, you affirm the names and attributes, you're comparing Allah to creation. You try a million times with the man to try and explain, he will not break that mental block. And that's why when the foolish ones, they come and they say, we want to debate and we want to sit and we want to bring your books and our books. It's like Al-Imam Shafi'i said, if you debate with a foolish person, you will never win. You can be the smartest, the cleverest, have all the proofs. You will never win a debate with a fool. Because a fool, you tell him, okay, brother, my aqidah is we affirm the names and attributes of Allah, but we're not comparing Allah to creation, as is befitting of His Majesty. Because there's nothing like unto Him in creation. He'll say, no, if you're affirming them, you're comparing Allah to creation. You say again, brother, listen. We are affirming the attributes, but Laysa Kamithlihi Shay. There is nothing like unto Allah. We're not comparing, we're not imagining. But Allah has affirmed them. We affirm them upon the default meaning. Again, he says, No, but you affirm them, so you're comparing Allah to creation. You will sit there and a million times you will repeat that statement until in the end you bang your head and you say, Okay, you've won. You cannot win against a fool. You cannot win a debate against a fool. Because the fool just does not understand. A simple example, you say to somebody, you're debating with somebody, uh, any, uh, a point of maths. You're trying to tell somebody two plus two is four. He says, do you know it's five? He says, no, two plus two is four. He says, no, it's five. And he just cannot understand two cubes at two cubes is four. So you cannot debate with a fool. The fool, you cannot win with him. Because he just cannot understand your argument, your explanation in the first place. If a person can't understand your explanation, hasn't got enough capacity to understand the principles, then you're never going to be able to win with him because he'll just sit there for a while with a blank face and then come back and say, no, okay, but you're comparing. You're resembling. That's why you do not debate with the people of innovation. The people of innovation are indeed foolish. And you do not win the debate with the foolish like that. So anyway, we'll continue upon this next week, inshallah ta'ala. Same time after the Isha prayer. We'll conclude upon that for tonight. Any quick questions, anything up to there? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's one of the uh, arguments used by the scholars who say that a plural is three or more. That a plural is three or more. The fact that you have a specific word to indicate two must mean that it has something particular about it. If it didn't have anything particular about it, you would just use the word one and then just plural. Why have a word for the dual specifically? Because it must be an entity in of it. Self, that is an argument used by some of the scholars. But there are evidences to indicate to the contrary, and it's one of those where they have differed over that ruling of what is the plural.
No, that's just because of this whole debate. This whole debate of whether a plural can be two or more. If it can, then the plural form of the command form, even though, of course, there will be a strong argument against it because there is a dual form of the command form. But the ones who argue a dual is a plural and it counts as a plural two or more, they will allow the usage of a plural command form to apply to two or more. So that just goes back to the whole debate again. It's not just the ayah. Mm. No, it doesn't necessitate that as an argument. That was in this context. In this context, it was one of the supporting evidences. It doesn't necessitate that, but I don't know. Allah alam if that is the case. Somebody can research into that. If there are examples in the Quran, in the Sunnah, where the plural AD is used uh, without the na. I don't recall any, to be honest. I've never heard it or come across it. So probably that is the case. But it can be looked into for de- to find out for definite. Okay, we'll conclude that. Carry on next week, inshallah.